Yeah, some people keep going to the same parties even when they feel disappointed. And uh, we're talking this afternoon. I mean, the recent years, there have been signs of uh, disillusionment uh, with political parties. But uh, people keep going back to the same ones. And uh, uh, we played the song to just find out from you what keeps you going. Um, why do you keep going here, Duzenaya, when he, he she is not treating you well anymore? Duzenaya, I mean, that's uh, Afro traction and uh, looking at uh, the banner headlines findings uh, in the first set of results uh, for the Institute of Race Relations which was conducted in February 2019 um, the poll uh, indicated that ANC is currently standing at 54.7 nationally and uh, uh, down 1.3 percent and uh, uh, in December it was 56 percent and DA currently stands at 21.8 percent down 3.1 percent from December and 18 percent for EFF or EFF is 12.2 percent nationally and up by 1.2 percent what makes you what keeps you attracted to that particular party uh, why do you keep voting um, for that particular party what are you looking for what is the relationship between you and the political party of your choice let's pay the bills discussions impacting your life the most And joining us uh, on the line is Sinushan Naidu, who is a senior research associate at uh, the Institute of uh, Global Dialogue. And uh, joining us uh, to just uh, talk about relationships between um, civil society and political parties. Good afternoon and welcome, Sanusha. Good afternoon, Priscilla, and thank you for the invitation. And I'm looking at this question and you can't help but just personalize it and ask yourself, why do I keep voting for this specific party? What do people look to uh, when they choose a party? Um, There's a variety of of, uh, different points or different issues that uh, will inform a voter's uh, relationship with its political party. I mean, one of it in, in the context of South Africa and for a long time has been loyalty. I mean, you know, if you mm. if you look at the voting patterns from '94 to now, I think the loyalty angle or the loyalty factor is a critical factor for many many individuals who vote for the ANC, for example. And once you once that loyalty starts to falter, or there's a questionable uh, issue that starts to emerge around that loyalty factor, or there's a trust deficit then the question becomes is who's going to be the alternative party to the one that I've always voted for because I've been loyal to this party. Mm-hmm. I think this is the party that perhaps best represents my interest or comes close to representing my interest. And just looking at the South African landscape, I think there are questions around political parties that you would vote, would you vote for an alternative uh, who may not necessarily talk about the ideological issues in the mm. way that you see it. So the electorate may not, may not put down in the sophisticated way that analysts and others present the material and, 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 the, and the issues, but definitely there's a sophistication in, in, in terms of understanding what is going on in the political landscape of the country and how the, 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 the political party that you perhaps have been loyal to has been engaging in that political landscape and whether or not they've been meeting your requirements, meeting you, satisfying your requirements of what a political party should be. And I think this is what happened in 2014, is when you looked at the EFF, 
and, and of course, you looked at the, not, not 2014, 2016, sorry. When you looked at the formation of the EFF, it was, it came out of the ANC. There was a whole internal uh, uh, this, uh, what you call this disagreement, uh, uh, an issue that emerged out of the EF, uh, out of the ANC with regard to the, the former youth league members, and then of course the EFF was formed. And mm. when you think about the, politi- uh, the, the support the EFF got, I mean, it did really well, about about six points, just over six points percent of the vote. Um, and of course, the survey that the, the Race Relations Institute has, has released now uh, shows that they would almost double that percentage. Yeah, yeah. But what's interesting is that people were asking, you know, why did the EFF do so well? And we should be asking that question now in terms of whether that doubling of its, uh, the, 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 the near doubling of its, of its performance according to this survey is something we need to unpack. But in 2016, the idea was that there was a frustration with the law, with, with, with individuals or party or people that, that were frustrated with the ANC. And so there was a protest vote. And that protest vote in terms of saying, well, we're not going to, you're not going to, we're not going to keep on voting for you. Mm. But what we're going to do is that we're going to vote for an alternative. And in this case, the EFF to, 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 to tell you that don't become too comfortable that you're continuously going to be, we're going to be loyal to you. And and whose responsibility is it uh, to lure the voter that just says, I, I mean, none of the above? Well, you know, the, it's, it's, it's not a responsibility. <laughs> I think all political parties are trying to grow their footprint nationally, provincially and locally. And so, they, they, you know, this is what political campaigns are about, election campaigns, manifestos, uh, and going to, to, to define different... Uh, ways and means that you're going to try and sway voters into your favor. Mm. So it's, it's, it's the way political parties just, uh, define and, and, and design their campaigns around trying to sway the voter, trying to influence the voter and show that their political party perhaps is where you need to start thinking about nesting in uh, in terms of uh, moving your vote. It's very difficult to sway, uh, to, to sway voters. I mean, if you're a loyalist mm-hmm. uh, and you don't see an alternative to your party, then you may just become apathetic. And that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the other alternative, that there may not be a political party in the spectrum that yeah. you feel comfortable with. So if it's not your, your traditional party, then nobody else. So with these polls, um, it, it does perhaps matter what's happening in the country at the time and uh, which political party is more active in addressing whatever social ill. Would it? Uh, would it? Is it possible that uh, you know whatever read may be swayed to what's what that political party is doing at the time? Yeah, I mean, I think the polls uh, provide a, a an important. Uh, indicator of what is the the attitudes and 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 what the um the, the the general mood of the public is in terms of political parties and how these the the different trends and shifts in trends may emerge. I would also just put a kind of a preface that comment by saying that it's not an over overarching indicator. So on the day of election, we may never be able to always anticipate what the voter will do. And I think that's something that we've got to always remember when we look at polls. And, look in, in, and as much as the polls, I'm not, I'm not saying that the polls are wrong, but I'm saying that as much as the polls could, could approximate as close as possible mm. to what they think are going to be the trends in terms of political parties, um, 
and some polls do come really close in terms of of, of their of their survey results and how they've conduct, conducted and uh, calcu- uh, and calculated the the uh, percentage etc and but some do miss a point day, it's very difficult to really pin it down to an actual uh, uh, interpretation of what the vote is going to do, and let me say, let me let me just give you the reason why. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I've seen in other countries, like for example in Brazil, where the the the, 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 the coalition, the right wing, the marginal candidate came into power, uh, is that people were, were didn't want you know, in one level they were saying we're not going to vote for this individual, or they didn't want to disclose who they wanted to vote for. But then when the results came out, as a colleague of mine was telling me recently, it was interesting because they would either say they were voting for a center candidate or uh, a center-left candidate, etc., but <laughs> never coming out and saying, I'm going to vote for this right-wing individual, this yeah. marginal right-wing candidate. And then, of course, the polls, uh, the, the voting took place, the results were, 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 were announced, and this uh, individual came into power. And they was like, oh, but what happened here? And that's what we've got to be careful of. Yeah. Is that in a society that where, where, where I see, particularly for this election, uncertainty, there's a lot of uncertainty. Is this my sense? And, and it would be wonderful if uh, some of the surveys that we are looking at as well uh, talk about the uncertain voter. Because there's a lot of uncertainty of who do I vote for. Indeed. And it's not, right. we're not sure what the voter is going to do on the day of election. That's the first point. Sanusha, let's, 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 let's pay the bills. Let's pay the bills and then we continue on that train of thought. Uh, Sanusha Naidu is joining us as Senior Research Associate at the Institute of Global Dialogue. As we take your calls on 0891-104-207 and uh, WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107 and SMSs at 40938 charged at 150. Talking, asking what your relationship is uh, um, with your preferred uh, chosen political party and uh, what leads you to choosing that part- political party. And Kaya Gwantundumdum uh, says w- one that speaks to issues that are facing a nation. Simple as that. Let's take your comments after this. Let's have the conversation. 891 all right, welcome to Lifetime Live with me, Chris Alda, and we continue uh, leading this conversation and uh, just looking at your relationship with your party, uh, the Institute of Race Relations, recently um, Rene Paul on uh, political parties, and this is going to be happening every quarter until um, we get to our date of elections on the 8th of May, and the next poll will be in April 2019. And in this poll, very interesting um, and, and uh, very interesting numbers uh, came out and the question we're asking you is uh, what makes you choose that particular party the relationship between you and the preferred party taking uh, your messages and uh, uh, Sanusha Naidu is joining us as Senior Research Associate of the Institute uh, for Global Dialogue and uh, here's your WhatsApp voice note Ms. Elder, it's Emmanuel from Whitbank. Uh, the party that I'm going to vote is the party that does not submit to the Romans. They choose uh, that think about itself and that is more pan-Africans. Uh, thank you. 
Oh, it's as simple as that. I vote for one that speaks to my issues. And I, um, another unsigned SMS, I'm voting for a party that speaks to the future, not the past. <laughs> that statement is loaded. <laughs> Sanusha, uh, it, it, it seems like, you know, you can never determine uh, for sure uh, where the voter is going to be. No, I think, you know, it's, it's, we're dealing with human behavior. We're dealing with people that are also looking at, at their options. I think mm. that's what was interesting about the last uh, voice note or the last SMS, is that people are much more discerning about options. And I think the point made in the last SMS was, I'm going to vote for a party that's not looking at the, to the past, but looking to the future. As you rightly point out, it's loaded, but it also tells you that, Parties need to become innovative. They yeah. need to become forward-looking. Uh, and the question in, in, in my mind now, just thinking about that point, is how much does the past inform the future? Mm. And, you know, we're dealing with a millennial generation as well. Let's not forget, we've got a millennial generation who may not be that wedded to the past. Um, mm. So for the loyalty voter who still votes on the basis of loyalty, the past remains a very critical factor. But for the millennial voter who is very much in the here and now, it's about the, the, fu- the present and the future and how a party talks to that. But the other thing I wanted to just mention as well is, you know, um, the idea of, of, of voters and how they vote, I think we must never underestimate the, the, the way in which the voter considers the options that are presented to them uh, within the electoral space. Mm-hmm. And one of the areas that I think is going to be critical as well, just in terms of how it's going to inform voter behavior in South Africa, is the institutional trust that we have, both in the context of the state institutions, but also in the context of the political party. So this trust uh, issue is going to be critical. Do we trust our parties and, and going, going forward? And and for some um, political parties that have been positioned as um, uh, uh, ridden with uh, 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 corruption, uh, what what is the what do they do um, to reposition themselves, uh, especially in convincing uh, people who then decide I'm not going to vote at all? Absolutely, I think that the, the critical factor in all of this, if I think back to the number the uh, race relations survey produced, I think their polling was done on the 71%, uh, which means that they looked at a poll uh, where the numbers of the total, I, I assume the way I understood it, and I stand corrected on this, but the way, they, way it came across is that it was a 71% total of people who may have who have who may have voted, mm. and they based that on their on, on on their on their results, and that for me tells me that there's a there's an apathetic voter there. There's, you know, if you're thinking of a of a voting a voting a role, a voter's role rather, where you have a higher percentage, mm. and how that percentage of people who are eligible to vote are not voting, yeah. that for me tells me that there's an apathetic voter out there who just who is needs in a convincing state of uncertainty. All right, let's take your calls on 0891-104-207. Joe, you're joining us from Deben. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, thank you, Joe. Good. For me, it is simple. You know, the party that I'm going to vote for is the party that is going to guarantee an African child a place on earth. You understand? And I see that party is among the rest. You know, I, I, I believe the ruling party is also running out of options. Because right now they're turning one against the, the other. You, you know, me as a person of um, foreign descent, I look at this.
terms of crime and everything, like uh, right now we have had Makura talking about um, drugs, talking about uh, killings and all that, the crime. You know, if they are failing to control the crime, the end of the day, uh, um, blame the ordinary person on the street. You, you understand? Got you, sir. I oh. believe I believe that is in, 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 in the court of government to deal with crime. Uh, they, they need to control the borders. They need to deal with drug dealers uh, decisively. They need also to make sure that the police is organized. And even probably yes, options like taking uh, the border control officials uh, to another different border. Say probably they are used to Mozambique, they go to Zimbabwe. Like they, recycle they, them. They recycle them. Keeping them there, make them very used, very connected. Mm. And, you know, and what they you know say? these people who are doing the bad things. You know, if you find a Chinese who is doing drugs in South Africa, he is so protected because yeah. they know they, they fall back on their powerful nation. You understand? Got you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joe. Let's go to Mlenze. Eskawini, good afternoon. Afternoon, Krasalda. How are you? Wonderful. I'm all right, Krasalda. Uh, we, are t- we are talking on a very nice, a good issue there, which is relevant on the, on the current phase we are in as South Africans, where we see a number of political parties being formed towards the national government elections. As Mlenze, from Eskawini, Myself and my family, we are going to vote for the party which talks to the future and then which is going to inspire the younger people and the, and, and, uh, the people of all generations mm. to work towards making South Africa a better country for all to live in and give all people, I mean, everyone, uh, uh, equal opportunities, irrespective of race, gender, or racial, I mean, uh, race, gender, or tribe. Wow, and that sounds can, like a dream, Lenze. Uh, it, it, everything, Prasada, starts as a concept. Everything starts true, as a dream. True. And you work towards making your, to realize your dream. Awesome, and got the, you. Uh, yeah, and uh, to wrap it up, Prasada, that, that, that political party which I'm talking about is none other than the African National Congress. Yeah, but we did say we did say no parties mentioned. We just no, want to know sorry. your relationship with a party and uh, what makes you move towards that particular uh, party. Why do you like that party? I'm seeing a whole lot of messages of people telling us what their parties are. I'm, I, I want to know what you are attracted to. And uh, thank you so much uh, for your call. Let's my go. St- for the late no, it's fine. It's fine, Puto. Thank, thank you for the call. Uh, let's go straight to the headlines. With Lifetime Live with Griselda Dudumashe. It is a very good afternoon, 29 minutes, uh, 29 minutes uh, to 3, and uh, we are looking forward to uh, Mas Chabam, Mas I'm still stuck in Mas Chabam, uh, who will be joining us uh, for the home run uh, between 3 and 6. And uh, right now we're doing uh, what we call Lifetime Live with me, Chris Alda, and uh, talking about uh, your relationship with your preferred party. Uh, what connects you to that particular uh, political party? Is it the idea? Is it uh, popularism? Uh, what connects you to that party? And please do not mention party. Uh, a poll has already been conducted by the uh, Institute of Race Relations. We're not running any polls, but just looking at um, ideas on what is it that uh, connects you to that particular party and taking your calls 0891-104-207 and uh, your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. And uh, joining me on the line is Sanusha Naidu, who is a senior 
Senior Research Associate at the Institute of Global Dialogue. Uh, is, is there such a thing, uh, Sanusha, as a default voter? I think they are default voters. I think those are the voters that essentially, you know, you know that they are loyal. They, the, 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 the dynamics and the landscape, and of course the point you raised earlier about how do you deal with your with internal legitimacy and credibility crises mm. that a party may go through. How do you deal with that? I mean, those voters will remain there. I think it was one of your callers who just made it made that point, um, saying that this is the party I'm going to vote for, and that's the party that's going to take me into the future and so forth. Yeah. Um, and you and and that I think are the default voters. However, those the pool of default voters may start to contract as the pool, as the as the voter eligible group starts to grow. So as your population starts to grow, and as new voters come onto the voting roll, that pool of default voters may start to contract. And that contraction means that your percentage amongst those default voters also starts to, to decline, because there's a, there's a greater uh, expansion of the, of the population, with population, uh, with people moving from rural to urban, etc. And that's the that's other sure. point we've got to look at as well, is where do these default voters locate themselves? That's it. Let's go to the lines now. Uh, KG, you're joining us from Devon. Good afternoon. Hi, Christelle. How are you? Wonderful, KG. How are you? And uh, your guest. Uh, for me, I mean, I think 1994 gave us so much hope. And definitely this year I'll be voting for a party that is actually speaking um, along the message of uniting South Africans. And that party is only one. I won't mention the name. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Please, thank you. <laughs> and, and that's what you are attracted to with that party. Thank you very much, uh, KG, for that. Let's go to Mpoin Jobek. Good afternoon. Hi. So, well, for me, what attracts me to a party is a party that is serious about building a one South Africa for all, you know, a South Africa in which all of us can live in and all of us can have fair opportunities to everything, you know, fair access to jobs and fair access to everything, you know, Got jobs, you. service delivery, curbing corruption. So for me, that's what... But how do you then test the new partism, Paul? Um, Because that can be a promise, but how how feasible uh, is it? Will they be able to deliver? How do you test that? Yeah, there's another thing. I'm not going to vote for any small party or these emerging (laughs) parties because I feel like it's it's a waste of my vote. So I just want to vote for a party that I know has a track record of a clean government, a track record of delivering services to the people, you know, delivering on what they promise. So for me, no small party because I feel like I'll just be wasting my vote. Got you, Mpo. Thank you very much. Chris and Deben, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? Um, well, thank you. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's two things. I think we, we're in such a predicament as a country, you know, economically, uh, ESCOM, our finances, that we really need a party or, or, for me, a party that has proven that it has a really good track record in government. Um, and I think it speaks to what the last speaker said as well. The, the small parties haven't proven themselves. Uh, so we need to be looking at those parties who have won, have proven themselves, but also a party that speaks to, to the foundations of what the new South Africa is about. Mm. And that, that's about sort of one South Africa. It's about everyone uniting about uh, behind a dream for all. And that's what does it for me. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for that call. Uh, Brian in Midrand, good afternoon. Hi, Chris. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? 
I'm good, I'm good. Mm. You know, Kriselda, I mean, uh, I will say uh, I'm going to vote for, for, a, uh, for a party that uh, maybe, like, that promises to, to fight uh, the scourge of corruption that we are faced with in South Africa, you know, a party that will uh, overhaul uh, all these government uh, systems that have been corrupted over the years, you know, to, to, to create, uh, I mean, that, because I believe that will uh, help us know and building a, a good economy that will uh, enable us to create jobs in in our country you know and fight poverty because if you look into our uh, government uh, department government uh, SOEs uh, the corruption there it's what is crippling us we are in this situation where we have got our youth who are unemployed because of corruption that is happening in the government you know got you thank you very much uh, Brian Lisa Kanya and Jobe good afternoon Good afternoon, how are you? Wonderful. Yeah, can you? We're um, <laughs> I'm okay. Well, um, I'm mostly attracted to the party that is just going to create, you know, fair access to jobs. As a young person who is a graduate and I uh, have been unemployed for um, two years now, and then, you know, there's a party that just um, provides the tools and the assistance and the little income that you need to, 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 to be able to do a CV and access uh, free internet, you know, not just mm. give you a platform and just post your CV there and that's it, you know. And in order for you to post that CV, you need an income, you know, a stipend that's going to assist you. And you also need a mentor that keeps on encouraging you and centers where you can meet and see other people that are like at your level. And you know that you're not alone. There is someone who's willing to assist you and mentor you to get to the next level. Because from um, from tertiary, we know nothing. We are clueless where to go. All we are told is just get an internship or get a job. And from there, you don't have anything. And then you just get a platform. Okay, just put your CV there and then wait. And then, I mean, like, I started construction and I can't be going to just get a job that you can pay just like that. I can get it for a meanwhile, but, you know. Yeah, get a job, and I guess the question becomes way. Thank you, thank you very much, Lisa Kanye, and uh, thank you for that. All right, let's take your WhatsApp voice notes as uh, we conclude the conversation. And uh, WhatsApp voice notes at oh uh, six one four one zero four one zero seven. Hi, Chris Alda. I'm calling from Pumalanga. I am going to vote for the party that is realistic, the party that says it's going to increase the child support grant to 574 this is real these people know they know their stats they've made their calculations so that's what i'm going to vote for safm this is derek from Schlanger. i'll tell you what i'm attracted to without mentioning the party's name i'm attracted to a party with integrity with intelligence and a proven record of governing a province successfully uh, what I'm not attracted to is a government that pilfers the coffers and steals taxpayers' money and is rife with corruption. Time for a new start. Fun and positive conversations. Hello, Crisada. It is PT in Newcastle. I'm going to vote for the party that will put the the citizens of this country first before not bundling them uh, together with the foreign nationals thank you bye-bye
Yes, yeah. No, you've heard. Uh, this is what the citizens are saying in parties. Are you ready to deliver uh, on these requests? And uh, as as we conclude this conversation, um, uh, Sanusha, mm-hmm. loud and clear from all the calls, people are clear in what it is that they are attracted to. Absolutely, Chriselda. I think it was very clear that people want a party that represents their interests, that's credible, that has integrity, that's actually going to talk to their interests. And I think that's the point, the economic considerations the social welfare, the socioeconomic circumstances of ordinary people on the ground and how you're going to deal with it. What I also found fascinating coming out through some of your WhatsApp notes, voice notes, mm-hmm. and of course the SMSs and the, and the calls, was the idea of, of how do you deal with migration, economic migration. People that are coming over the borders, how you border manage the border management issues, etc. And if you look at the election manifestos of the top three parties in the country, there seems to be some rel- some reflection on that. It kind of also raises a, a bit of a, a issue, I would think, just my from my personal perspective, about how do you deal with that in a, with a country where you need investment coming in. So on the one hand, you need to have the investment, etc., but you also need to uh, ensure that you have, the, I mean, we heard one, one call talk about border management in a, much more, uh, in a much more significant way. So there's a bit of that, that which I think we'll, we'll, we'll need to, to consider as we go forward as the election approaches. But just on, on, on the last point I want to make, and that is uh, the question of what your political party what you, what you see as your political party and what you think your political party should represent and what you want out of your political party comes back to the, to the issue that we are grappling with in South Africa, particularly in terms of the electoral system itself, mm. the proportional representation system. We're talking about a political party. What we need, I think, is also cre- uh, leaders in political parties who we have to demand to be credible, to have integrity and to actually make South Africa work. That's it. And I think that's a challenge as well. Indeed, as we read some of your SMSs in conclusion, Kay in Bloemfontein says, I'm voting for the devil I know. Uh, other parties <laughs> may be doing well, uh, but I don't trust that they have uh, the interests of my people at heart. And uh, uh, from Pilani, Pilani says, uh, good day, I vote for a political party with new ideas. Thank you very much. SAFM, hi. Um, Chris, the saviour, uh, show the soothing um, growth of all transformation and democracy uh, and, and then mentions the party and then mentions, um, yeah, no, no, no. We're not mentioning any parties and uh, political uh, bodies that are associated with the party. I'm going to vote um, for the party with the idea that Chris Honey died for, total economic freedom and that's where we end it and thank you so much uh, Sanusha I think uh, uh, this is bone of contention it, it just gives us a homework and uh, we need to just think deeper all right, that's uh, Sanusha Naidu, uh, Senior Research Associate at the Institute of uh, Global Dialogue. Uh, thank you very much uh, for having joined us.